0: Before I start this episode, I just want to remind everybody listening that I now am doing Q&As on the Instagram every Wednesday. I post it on my story. You can ask any question that you have for the show and I will answer it on the show. And I'm probably going to just save them all up and do Q&A episodes every once in a while. I already have a few. So if I haven't answered your question, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just waiting and I'm going to do an episode where I answer all of them. But without further ado, on this episode of Whiskey Noobs, as always, I'm your host, Chris, and we're going to talk about all the ways that you can order whiskey from a bar. Uh, now, the reason that this came up is because when I was just turning 21, I was going to the bar, and I'm first getting into whiskey. And when you're just getting into it, it's kind of hard to know how to order whiskey Uh at a bar and I know if you're like me then you probably overthink little things way too much and it's just you don't really know you don't know all the different things you can say should you order it that way that's a great question So I wanted to do an episode on all the ways that you can order whiskey at a bar uh, and what you can expect to come back to you if you order it that way. But before we get into that, this episode is not going to be an official review episode. So for that reason, we will be doing the blind tastings that I do on these type of episodes for those of you who are new to the podcast. I am going to drink a whiskey and I'm going to give you some flavor notes from it. Now this whiskey is on the email list that I send out every month uh, and it's on one of the past two months email list. So I'm going to give you some flavor notes that I'm getting from it, a very quick review, and then at the end of the episode I will let you know what whiskey it is so that you can try to guess and see if you can guess what it is. This will help you to get better at blind tastings uh, by following along and trying this and, and guessing and it makes it a little bit more fun and interactive in my opinion. So today's whiskey I'm going to get a quick nose Oh yeah, today's whiskey is all the bakery sweets. It's very caramelly with some of that vanilla and honey, but the caramel is right up front. And then you probably have some darker fruit with it. Um, Not a ton, but it's there. And a little bit of oakiness, a little bit of woodiness with it. The palate is similar. Uh, Once again, a lot of caramel. Um, a little bit of a, a fruitiness to it that I, I'm not going to nail down. This isn't an in-depth enough review for me to nail it down, but it's got a little bit of fruit to it. Uh, and also a little bit of cinnamon, I would say. Maybe a little bit of cinnamon with it. Um, the caramel and the cinnamon are more up front, and then it's, it's got notes of the lighter sweetness that kind of carry it through the palate. Um, a little bit of that vanilla and honey that I had mentioned. They, they're there, and they sweeten it up. But the caramel, and I'd say probably cinnamon, are uh, the the actors that you really that you really see that really give it its profile. Um, so that, that's your hint for this whiskey. Once again, if you don't know what whiskey this is right now, just from that description, one good practice that will probably help is to try to narrow it down to a category. Am I drinking a bourbon, a scotch, an Irish whiskey or a Canadian whiskey? I haven't done any Japanese whiskeys on the show yet, so it's not going to be a Japanese whiskey, uh, but soon enough we will be having some of those as well. Now, ordering whiskey at a bar If you get nervous about really dumb things like me... Then you worry about this, you worry about how to order it uh, you don't know if they're going to know what you mean when you order it, like if I order you know, a, uh, a neat whiskey, are they going to know what neat means? Uh, because some bartenders, if you hang out at some of the bars that I like to go to, you're like, ooh I don't know if they are going to know what that means they're used to making Jack and Coke they're used to giving people beer uh, and there's nothing wrong with bars like that because those are most of the ones that I go to uh, but it's kind Kind of a confusing thing, and you don't really know what to say. So, step one I have is evaluate your bar, and I don't want you to overthink this. I already overthink enough stuff, so it might come across as hey, overthink this. I, I don't want you to overthink it, but it is helpful to just get an idea of what kind of a bar you're at. Um, I have had some bartenders tell me things that were wrong, so not every bar that you go to is going to know what you mean. And I guess that's my point. Um, Not every bar that you go to, if you order, you know, Neat Jameson with a water back, are they going to know what you're talking about? And my only, I guess, disclosure with that is just know what to expect. Uh, That way you're not walking in incredibly confident that you're going to say something and then you have your hopes and dreams dashed. doesn't mean you can't still order it that way. It just means I don't want people to... Try to order it that way and then feel dumb or feel stupid. You should never feel dumb or stupid. Uh, if the bartender doesn't know what you're talking about, then that is not on you. That is on them. And that's not to say that they're a bad bartender or bad at their job. I assume if they don't know what you mean that their job just doesn't require them to know what you mean. 99% of the time, most people don't order things like that. But it's a good thing to keep in mind. I actually... A fun story here. I one time... Uh, and this, I, I feel like maybe this story uh, in and of itself is the motivation behind this episode. One time when I was uh, getting into whiskey and I was still mixing it um, every once in a while, I'd, I would drink it neat, but not like at bars. You know, I wouldn't do that yet. So this wasn't even that complex of a drink. I went up to the bar and I said, Can I get a well whiskey uh, with Coke? Now, for those of you who don't know, well of anything means the lowest shelf. It means whatever is the cheapest there. Uh, And maybe some people have well whiskeys, maybe they don't. But the bartender told me, uh, no, we don't have any well whiskeys. I could do a well bourbon. (laughs) So a well bourbon, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know is a well whiskey. A bourbon is a type of whiskey. So if I order a well whiskey and you have a well bourbon the well bourbon would be your well whiskey now i did not obviously reprimand the bartender i would never do such a thing but the reason that i bring this up is that it actually made me feel extremely dumb i was still getting into drinking whiskey and i thought about that for like the rest of the night i was like oh did i just look like an idiot up there like what just happened and i knew the distinguishing factor i knew that bourbon was a type of whiskey But uh, if you get a little bit anxious about things like I tend to, then you know exactly what I mean. I knew I was right, and I still felt all weird about that encounter, felt awkward about it. So that's kind of the motivation for this episode, because my point to that story, the, the moral of the story is, if you say something correct, and the bartender doesn't know what you mean, or the bartender is incorrect, it is not your fault. There's no reason for you to feel awkward about that. Now, to most of the people listening, you're probably thinking, well, duh. Uh, To some people listening, you're probably like, okay, yeah, good point, because you know where I'm at. And... Uh, that's that's where I want to start. So evaluate your bar. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you got to dumb it down. Definitely, definitely don't undershoot. Don't, don't patronize your bartender. Always just assume that they're going to know what you mean, in my opinion. Assume they're going to know what you mean, but don't be upset if they don't. Don't be upset. Don't feel awkward. Don't think that you did something wrong if they don't know what you mean is probably my best advice I can give on what to do there. Um, so evaluate your bar and have an idea of whether it's going to be an awkward encounter or not be prepared to explain. Uh, but please for the, for the love of goodness, for the love of all things good, (laughs) don't be patronizing. Don't be a jerk. Um, like I said, most bartenders, especially at like the bars that I go to around me, um, if they're not specifically a bourbon or a cocktail bar or a whiskey bar. Their job isn't to know all of these things. Their job is to know what Bud Light looks like and what Miller Light looks like and how to uh, take beer out of a keg and give it to somebody, how to how to um, serve beer on draft, those sorts of things. Their job is not to know all of this stuff, so... That is kind of my disclaimer to segue us into all the ways that you can order whiskey. So now you're going up to the bar, you're going to order your whiskey, and what are the things that you can ask for, and what can you expect to come back to you, assuming the bartender knows what you mean? The first way to order the whiskey, and I think everybody knows it by now because it's all we do on this show for the vast majority of the time, is neat. So Neat Whiskey is going to be whiskey that's been sitting on the shelf behind the bar most likely. It's going to be at room temperature, and they're going to pour it in a glass, and they're going to give it to you. Now, if you're at a fancy bar, you could probably order it in a Glencairn. If you're not at a fancy bar, then you're probably stuck with a rocks glass, Um, but you could also sometimes get a sniffer. I've been to a bar that had like a sniffer glass for wine, uh, and I apologize if there's a more fancy name for sniffer glass, but I'm not a wine guy. Uh, But they did have sniffer glasses for wine and the bartender was very knowledgeable and actually offered to give me it in a sniffer glass because she said, well, we don't have any whiskey, any of those fancy whiskey glasses. I don't think she knew what a Glencairn was or the name of it. I think she knew what it was. Um, And she said, but I can give you a sniffer glass. I said, well, that'd be great. So uh, those are the different glasses you can expect it to come out in. But neat is just going to be room temperature, and they're, they're going to give you a certain amount that depends so much on the bartender. Um, usually, I'm going to guess it's going to be about a shot's worth. About, a, a shot is an ounce and a half, and that's probably about what it's going to be, sometimes more. If it's actually a bar that serves whiskey, they might have a different amount. They might have you pay by the ounce, especially with more expensive whiskeys. Uh, so that's going to vary. Um, But the amount that's going to be in there is often actually called a dram. So when somebody says they're having a dram of whiskey, it, it usually means they're having whiskey neat in a glass, and it's that amount. Now, how much is a dram? Well, the word dram actually comes from the Greek word drachma, which were Greek coins. You might recall you have to pay the uh, ferryman with drachma. If you watched Percy Jackson as a kid, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, eventually, it became a unit of measure, the, the drachma, and is actually mentioned in the Bible as a unit of measure. And that unit of measure was eventually applied to whiskey, and it was very often applied to whiskey in Scotland. Which is why most people who drink whiskey, especially those who drink scotch, you might hear them say dram every once in a while. I'm just going to have a dram. So that's another word to be aware of if you are drinking whiskey. That way you know what people are talking about. Um, Another way to order a specific amount, because a dram's not a specific amount. I guess I didn't really wrap that up and tell you, but there is no specific amount that applies to dram. A lot of people think it's different amounts, and it it just kind of means I'm having a glass of whiskey is usually what that, that term is used to mean. But a more specific way to order your whiskey would be to order blank fingers of whiskey. Uh, So a lot of times you might hear people say, you know, I'll have this whiskey neat, I'll have two fingers. What does that mean? Are they putting their fingers in your whiskey? No, that means that it's the amount of whiskey in the glass is enough to fill the glass to cover two of your fingers, two finger widths up the glass, if you're having two fingers. Um, so that is like a rough, rough unit of measurement, and I feel like it usually applies to a rocks glass. Maybe people are going to say I'm wrong, but I don't really hear people say fingers when they're talking about a Glen Cairn. But uh, that is a, a more specific amount, um, and I, you would still want to pair neat with it because some people will put it on ice. So I wouldn't say like, oh, if you say fingers, if you say two fingers, people are going to know that you mean neat. You can still put it on ice and have that amount as well. In fact, it would you know, be less whiskey if you had it on ice because the ice is going to take up some room. So that is another uh, way that you could order it. And that's another way that you can order it neat or with ice, which we're going to get to, but not before we talk about straight. Uh, Straight and neat mean the same thing. So straight most often, most often means it's going to just be neat whiskey. Now, why did I emphasize that so much? Because you can order it straight up as well. And straight up, a lot of people think means it's going to be neat. I thought that for an extremely long time. Uh, Straight up, Technically speaking, if you look online uh, and if you research it a little bit, uh, technically straight up actually is a variant of up. So up means shaken up. Uh, You take the whiskey and you shake it in a shaker bottle with ice and then you dump it out, but you strain the ice out of it. So then it's cold and watered down a little bit. So a lot of times if you order straight up, it might actually get confused with straight or with up and you don't really know what you're going to get, I imagine most bartenders are probably going to give it to you neat if you order it straight up, is my guess. But uh, it actually can technically mean that it's going to be shaken up with ice and then strained into the glass. So that's something to be aware of, and that's one reason to order it neat um, more often than ordering it straight, although I will admit, usually if I'm at a bar, that I don't know if they're going to know what I mean when I say neat. I will say straight. Uh, And typically because if I don't know if they're going to know what I mean by neat, then I am pretty certain they're not going to know what up means. And I'm pretty certain they're not going to shake the whiskey with ice. I'm fairly sure they're just going to put it in a glass for me, which is what I want. So I usually just say straight in that sort of a situation. But that's just something to be aware of so you don't freak out if uh, your whiskey gets shaken up with ice because you said straight up. Now... The next way to order whiskey, uh, and this is kind of the last variant of neat, although it doesn't have to be neat to order it this way, but I'm kind of going through all the ways that you could order it neat, Uh, and that is to say you you want this type of whiskey with this back. Uh, Now back is more often at least with the people that I know known as a chaser. So if you say you want you know this whiskey with a water back it means that you want that whiskey let's say neat or whatever whatever however you order it and then you want a glass of water to go with it as your chaser so that when you drink it you can also sip on the water. That is a lot of times known as a chaser. Um, The most common way that I hear this used, at least amongst people close to my age, uh, is actually a (laughs) pickleback, which is something I think was probably invented by people my age. But maybe I'm wrong. I should research that. Um, But a pickleback is when you take a shot of whiskey, which you take as a shot. Typically, you don't sip it. And then you take a shot of pickle juice afterward, which kind of kills the alcohol flavor. They're enjoyable if you're taking shots. I won't lie. Um, But that's the most common way that I've heard it used by people my age. So you don't have to use it that way. You can use it to get, you know, a neat whiskey uh, with, you know, some kind of a soda with it, or with water is a common one so that you can hydrate yourself as you're drinking this neat whiskey Uh, and sometimes people will get a water back so they can add a couple droplets of their water to it something like that but that is uh, another way that you can order it and another way to be aware of Uh, now once again sometimes if you're at a bar and you don't know if they're going to know what you mean you might just order a whiskey neat and a glass of water and that's totally fine some of these terms are a little bit in my opinion outdated or um, not necessarily meant for normal bars meant for they're more meant for cocktail bars they're more meant for um straight whiskey bars which are becoming kind of a thing uh actually a local cigar shop near me is going to hopefully they applied for their license hopefully start serving uh some whiskey there so that's pretty cool as well but that is another way that you can order it now the next way I'm sure a lot of people have heard and this is one of those fancy terms that actually did make it to my generation that's on the rocks Uh, so if you order whiskey on the rocks it's going to come out most likely in a rocks glass I hope it's in a rocks glass (laughs) and it's going to have ice in it depending on your bar you might be able to get a large sphere of ice or a large block of ice we talked about how that can help not water down your whiskey as much and also won't cool it down as much or you might just get it with ice, might be crushed ice, might be, might be pellets, might be normal ice, might be cracked ice. Who knows? But on the rocks means on ice is what you're going to get. And it's typically going to be about that same amount as if you were to order it straight, but it's going to be on ice. So the next way to order it on our list is mixed. And actually, when I had originally written this this podcast out uh, for this episode, I just kind of skimmed past it. Mixed means you get it in a glass, uh, usually with ice in it, and you get uh, some kind of a mixer put into it. But I wanted to get a little bit more specific because you can order it multiple different ways mixed as well. Uh, You can order a mixed drink, uh, tall or long, they're used kind of interchangeably, or you can order it short. And a lot of people don't know this, that can affect your price. It might affect your price or it might affect your strength, depending on the bartender. So tall is typically, the way I like to think of it, a tall drink or a long drink is typically more of the non-alcohol, more of the mixer with added alcohol, whereas short is more like having alcohol with an added mixer, with an added non-alcohol. Typically, your short is going to be a bit stronger, but sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes, your tall is just twice the size of your short with the same ratios of ingredients. So, you don't really know what you're going to get. really depends on the bar because I've had bars give it to me both ways depending on how I ordered it. Um but short is, is going to be a short, like a rocks glass typically, uh, like that size of glass. And then tall or long, as you might imagine, is going to be a tall glass with that in it. Or some people will call it a highball glass. So you can expect one of those two. And you can sometimes expect the bartender to ask you. Sometimes they won't. Uh, so that just depends. A lot of bars, they're just going to mix it up in a cup, like a normal size cup. And the ratios, it's not going to be nearly that exact uh, as what I described to you. But that does bring me to the next way that you could actually order it, and that would be as a double uh now, a double does mean the same thing across most bars, at least I hope uh and that means that you want double the amount of liquor in it. So if you ordered a you know tall jack and Coke and you ordered it a double, that means that you're going to get double the amount of jack you would normally have, and then just it's going to be topped the rest of the way with coke. Now that is one effective way to make sure that you are getting, you know, that same ratio in let's say a tall glass or that's just one effective way of making sure you get more alcohol in your drink. And A lot of times, you know, if you're like me, you like the taste of the whiskey, so you might want to do that, especially if you're at a place that you know is serving them weak. But you are going to pay for that. Just keep that in mind. You're going to pay for two shots of Jack Daniels and one Coke if they charge you for the mixer. A lot of bars won't. Uh, But you're going to pay for the two shots of Jack Daniels for sure. So that's something that you want to keep in mind without a doubt. But it is an extra added way to order that. And you can order a double. It can be the same for uh, neat or for a shot. For most things, the bartender is going to know what you mean when you say double. They're going to know that you mean uh, twice the amount of alcohol. So you can just order a double of Jack Daniels. And they probably are just going to give you two shots of Jack Daniels. Um, and you can, you've can you probably seen little double glasses that hold two shots. Now the next way that I, I separated it out from mixed drink and a lot of people will probably disagree with me. But when I picture a mixed drink, I picture like a, a tall cup, usually tall, and I picture it uh, with a bunch of ice in it and like one mixer, like a Coke, something like that. Um, that is the way that I look at my mixed drinks. I look at my Jack and Coke, my Crown and Cran, those sort of things. Um, I consider cocktails, in my opinion, this is just always the way that I've looked at it. I don't think there's anything technically backing this i don't think um but i always consider a cocktail as more of a strong drink typically with other spirits in it and typically a little bit more work has to go into it um these are the ones that are going to have fun names not just jack and coke you know so that's kind of the way that i look at it um but it is just something that i think it It's a little bit different. Um, Another thing where if you go to some bars, I did go to a bar once, uh, and the moment we walked in, the bartender said, don't order anything fancy. I don't know what I'm doing. And so if you ordered anything, you couldn't order a cocktail. You'd have to order Jack and Coke, something like that. Man, I'm, getting, I'm giving a lot of free advertising to Jack Daniels uh, in this episode because that's just the first one that comes to mind. Uh, but that's just something else to keep in mind, I guess. I threw it in there as being separate because that's the way that I look at it. I don't know if there are any bars or places that practice it in that sort of a way, but that's just the way that I look at it. Typically, and this is just in my experience, whenever I see a list of cocktails uh, rather than a list of mixed drinks on the menu when it says cocktails, I expect it to be a little bit stronger, and I expect it to probably have either a lot of the base alcohol in it or multiple different alcohols in it, something like that. And I feel that that usually is pretty accurate and it's going to come out in a smaller glass typically. If they call it a cocktail, I mean there are actual, you know, like a martini glass, you can have it in a short glass, there are different types of glasses for cocktails. And I expect it to be a little bit shorter. That doesn't necessarily always pan out. You know, you can have, like, a um, Sex on the Beach is a, is a cocktail, and uh, technically, I guess. And it's usually just a big cup if you order it at any of the bars that I go to. So, just something that you might want to keep in mind. Um, a little bit of an aside there about how I would distinguish mixed drinks versus cocktails. Now... The last way is the most complex way. I'm absolutely kidding. The last way, if you haven't narrowed it down yet, is a shot. Now, a shot of whiskey is going to be a shot glass, which is the small glass, and it's going to have an ounce and a half of whiskey in it. Fun fact about the word shot, though. Uh, So this is something that you may have heard. This is getting to be a pretty popular story, and I think it's really cool. I don't know where I originally heard this. I haven't even Googled it to confirm that it's 100% true. But it's one of those things that sounds so true that I'm like, yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, is that the, the term shot actually came from how people would buy whiskey uh, in like the Old West, I guess is what you would say. I don't know the technical era or location where this began. Uh, but people, farmhands specifically, they would order whiskey and and a shot, the ounce and a half, that shot glass was the exact amount of whiskey that you could buy by trading in a 45 bullet, or 45 is how I read it. Maybe it was embellishing the details. Maybe it's just a bullet from their pistol, uh, but apparently that is where the term shot came from, and if, it's, if this makes it into this episode, that means I googled it and made sure it was true, but I didn't plan on including that story. I just really like that story, I think it's pretty cool. And so, you know, you'd order that much whiskey for one shot is how you would order it. You'd trade in one shot, one bullet. uh, And so it became a shot of whiskey is where that term came from. So I I think that's one of the cooler whiskey stories, honestly, that I've heard. Uh, So I'm going to try to incorporate more of those. I think they're a lot of fun. They keep it a little bit lighter. Um, And that just came to my mind as I was reading shot. I didn't have it on my script at all. Uh, So hopefully I got the details close to right. Now I am 100% certain that I missed ways that you can order uh, whiskey. I'm 100% certain that I missed ways that you can just order alcohol um, and that there are way, way more ways to do it because there are basically infinite different ways, different things that you could say um, to get something different out of the other side when you order whiskey at a bar. So I'm not going to claim that I have mentioned all of the ways to order whiskey, but I will absolutely tell you that this is a pretty good starting point, I think, for anybody out there who's going to go to the bar and try to order whiskey. These are the different things that you can say and what you can expect to come back if you order that. Now, once again, don't always expect the bartender to know what you mean, uh, but don't be patronizing. Don't be a jerk. Uh, These are just different ways that you can order it and I think that will hopefully help some of you have a little bit more confidence when ordering it at a bar because as I mentioned, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just pathetic, I don't know but I did not have a lot of confidence, especially when you're 21, you're scared already because you're going to get ID'd and then if you've ever, if you're like me, you've done the awkward thing where you're like already holding your ID because you're like, I don't know if they're going to ID me. And then they see that you're holding your ID so they don't ID you. And you have to like awkwardly put your ID away and get out your credit card like you didn't expect them to ID you. And it's just super uncomfortable. So that, if you've ever experienced something like that, you're probably like me is <laughs> a good rule of thumb. Uh, so that was the driving force behind this episode. So to round it out, I'm going to give a quick, quick other tasting to this whiskey that I am drinking, which is absolutely fantastic. What a great way to spend the night podcasting and drinking whiskey. Once again, thank you guys for listening. I love doing this. Uh, Let's taste this whiskey one more time. Oh my. Yeah. A lot of caramel. Um, it's like caramel with a little bit of cinnamon and then yeah, definitely a little bit of fruitiness I would peg it as a darker fruit I guess almost I said I wasn't going to say specifics almost like a raisin but I know for sure when I drank this before I didn't say raisin um, but when I uh, did the reviews with Justin he asked me about raisin as a flavor and now I look for it in like every whiskey I drink um, but yeah, uh, mostly caramel is your, is your leading um, flavor for me, and it's kind of backed up by all those other sweet flavors, all those bakery-type sweets. Not that fruity-type sweetness. There's undertones of the fruity-type sweetness, but the overall profile is, is like a bakery, honestly. It's like a, a bakery that's baking some sort of dessert. Yeah, I'm just smelling it again, and it smells fantastic, uh, and it has that desserty smell to it, with your your caramels and your cinnamons, maybe a little bit of nuttiness, definitely a little bit of woodiness. Now, if you have been keeping score, hopefully you have nailed it down to being a bourbon. Uh, once again, a lot of those dessert, uh, baked dessert type flavors at the forefront with woodiness, kind of a giveaway that it's most likely going to be a bourbon, but not a hard rule. Obviously, not a science. Uh, Now, if you've narrowed it down far enough, and you might have, then you know that this is one of my favorite, favorite bourbons. This is Buffalo Trace. Some of you who have been following along might be thinking, you jerk, you've done Buffalo Trace already. I have. Buffalo Trace has been on the podcast a lot, and I actually, I'm like 99% sure I've done it as one of my mystery whiskeys before. I did that to throw you off, and also because Buffalo Trace was sounding really good, and that was two months ago. Uh, It was in July, I believe. So I was trying to mix it up a little bit, be a little bit less predictable. When you narrow it down, it kind of came down to like Buffalo Trace or Monkey Shoulder or any other repeat because I'm running out of whiskeys that I could do uh, for this specific episode. So... I picked Buffalo Trace because I absolutely love it. And hopefully you narrowed that down. Hopefully you at least guessed bourbon. You might have gone for the Four Roses single barrel, which I guess is another option. But I just had Four Roses, and I did Four Roses as a mystery. And then the last episode, we drank Four Roses. It wasn't the single barrel. uh, But I figured Buffalo Trace would probably throw you off. But if you got it, that's awesome. If you didn't, keep working at it and keep trying your blind tastings because those are absolutely a ton of fun. But that is all that I had to say for this episode of Whiskey Noobs. Learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, make sure to help spread the word by introducing friends, coworkers, or anyone that you think would be interested. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming platform, rate the show, review the show, and follow on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs to stay up to date. If you want, you can join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com. You'll then be updated every month on what whiskeys I'll be drinking on the show so you can drink right along with me and review it as we go. Thanks again for listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Learn to drink, drink to learn. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.